During a crisis, you know, cocktail hour can be almost any hour. I want to ask the question. Who's buying the booze? Who's buying the booze? God, these bubbles make me burp. All right, episode three. Have we've made it to three. It's kind of exciting. It is exciting. I'm also shocked and proud. I'm not shocked. I am proud. Um, I think I'm not shocked, I think, because when we were thinking about this, like right before episode one, we said episode three was when we would feel like we had content that's true like we accomplished something like like if we got to episode yeah if we got to episode three we would keep doing this yeah so i feel like when we if we get to episode 10 i'm gonna be like Ooh. we'll be yeah that's the new goal episode, episode 10. 10 episode 10 for those that are listening well thanks for listening stick with us thanks for listening stick with us um if you could, if we could ask you a favor, if you could also rate and subscribe. And review. On, I, I believe reviewing and is review. a thing. Yes. Review, rate, subscribe, do all of that on the Apple Podcasts and the Spotify. That would, that would really help us out because we want other people besides you guys to listen. And, and yeah, and, tell and, your friends who aren't necessarily our friends. Or yeah, tell strangers. Tell if you tell like it, tell strangers. If you don't like it, tell your enemies. I'll take yeah, a hate tell listen. tell everyone. I'll take a hate listen, too. It's all good. All good. Um, so I have a few things that are related to previous episodes. Okay. Go for okay. it. We'll do some housekeeping. Yeah, little- so, first of all, I know last episode, episode two, we talked about how we had not gotten any feedback from any listeners on um, diabetes. There's, we learned a lot about diabetes. We did learn a lot about diabetes. Recently. Um, so, I actually got some feedback from a friend of the pod. She uh, would like to be known as Peaches, so... FOP Peaches, shout out. Um, She said um, that there was one girl, because we were talking about is diabetes something that you would bully someone for? Like, you know, why would you, why would you Mm -hmm. move away because of the beatus? And so she said that a friend of hers in high school, I don't know actually if it was a friend, but a girl that she knew in high school who had diabetes was super cool. There was another girl who was a little weird and a little bit ostracized, but it wasn't because she had diabetes. It was just because she was weird and possibly had an unexplained medical condition that made her a bit quirky. (laughs) So, I mean, I understand that. And I think once we get to the book, we do get a little more insight about diabetes bullying yes. that we'll get yep. into but that's good to know it's good to have listener feedback on the yep. beatus 
Um, <laughs> uh, second friend of the pod, friend of the pod page, um, has exposed herself as a super fan. She's exposed. She's exposed herself. Well, not literally. <laughs> Revealed herself. Is that better? That is um, better. Shown not, herself. No, I'm no longer. <laughs> we're just going down a hole. to be a great fan (laughs) of the babysitters club books and um i feel like they're coming out of the woodwork yes well and and i don't think we've mentioned this so far there is a new netflix series did we mention that last time there is um we did so we're super on trend number one um it will be interesting i'm pretty sure they're setting it in current times not a period piece of the 80s um (laughs) I believe that is correct. So it'll yes. be interesting to see how that goes and if people get more interested mm-hmm. or, or not. Um, but we may uh, eventually have to um, rely upon Paige's extensive Babysitter's Club book collection. We'll send them by carrier pigeon. So last week, was it last week? Whenever it was we last recorded, I like how time is a construct, so, and it's quarantine days. We established that the next book is The Truth About Stacy. Not drinking. I already can't say her name. I mean, I am drinking. I haven't drank that much. Anyway, you don't care, people. Um, we wildly speculated that her father was an IRA gun runner. And can I tell you how much the first, like, five pages of the book where they're talking about their background, I just kept thinking... Please be an IRA gun runner. Please be an IRA gun runner. Me too. It didn't, didn't happen. happen. Did not happen. I was actually a little sad. Yeah. He's definitely just some sort of. I don't. Just they don't say what he they is. Don't again. I'm gonna go with financial. Yeah, something boring, yeah. but makes enough money that they could have an upper an on the upper west side, of... overlooking Central Park, like Central even Park in the '80s. Like that was <laughs> anyway. Um, we did learn a lot about diabetes because she actually goes into yes more detail about her, how she finds out she has the disease. Yes. And what the deal with New York was. And what the deal with New York was and why they moved. And there was a lot of hush, hush, don't talk about it. So there's that. Um, and the, and the then B plot. The B plot. Which is the babysitter's wait, wait. agency. <gasps> oh, yes. I can't, I don't know how I, I mean, that is, to me, that was the story. I don't know why I just blanked on that. There is a rivalry going on. For those of you who can't see me, because this is a podcast, I'm literally clutching my pearls. If she were wearing them. I'm not wearing them, but yeah. I'm, I'm clutching my yep. neck. I can attest to this because we're zooming. Oh, my God. There was drama. I loved this book. I'll just say outright. I did. I did. Loved it. We're not. We're We're not not there yet. We'll get to the rating. But I, this is the first book where I was like, this is a page turner. I'm in. I'm so in. We got out of exposition land. We got into some real, real talk girl problem. Mm -hmm. Soap opera. It was so good. Mystery. Soap there were opera. elements of everything. I loved it. Should we say what we're drinking? Should we cheers and say what we're drinking? Yes. Let's cheers. Cheers. Clink. Clink. Cheers. 
So we have a theme tonight. And that theme is wine. Yeah, not a cocktail. But that's okay. Wine. I mean, this isn't the cocktail sitters club. No, it's just, just booze. Boozy. Um, what? So what are you I drinking? I am drinking. Um, I must ask at the same time. Uh, I'm drinking <laughs> a lovely Chenin Blanc from Ancestry mm. Cellars in uh, Washington State. It's a 2017. Um, from their description, um, it's an off dry with notes of honeysuckle and lemon pound cake, which sounds sweeter than oh. it is. Um, I'm actually that really enjoying really it. Sweet. And um, also sent to me by friend of the pod, Geo. So if Geo's listening, thanks, Geo. It's delicious. <laughs> what are you drinking? I, I'm drinking a Pinot Noir. Mm-hmm. I'm having a day where I'd like some red. I, I'm drinking a Maomi. I know it's not like earth shattering or different, but it is one of my May favorite the Pinot label? Noirs. Yes, it is from California. Sorry, people can't see it. Okay. That's why there's the little yep, bear like on it. it. Oh, um, so our our theme is uh, American wines. West Coast wines. American West Coast wines. It's on the bolder side, but it's smooth. I like it. It's, and it's not one of those where, like, you're chewing your Pinot Noir, because that happens sometimes. Sure. Um, you know, like a yeah, thick one. <laughs> thick one you're going to chew. Um, yeah. No, it's good. It goes down well. Um, okay. So that's what we're drinking. So, yeah, that's what we drink. Um, and we've given, um, basically the brief plot synopsis. synopsis. So does that mean we throw it to Lewis? Throw it to Lewis. Oh, Lewis. Tell us about the book, Lewis. The truth about Stacy is that she has diabetes. Nobody knows. Except her friends from the Babysitter's Club. But even they don't know the real truth about Stacy. Stacy's problem is her parents. They won't admit she has the disease, and they drag her to practically every doctor in America. Seeing so many doctors made Stacy lose one friend, and she won't let it happen again. Especially now, when the Babysitter's Club needs her more than ever. We're back. We're back. Thank you, Lewis. Thank you, Lewis. It's always nice to hear your scottish tones in my earphones oh it's a rhyme oh yeah yeah it was um so now we talk about how we are how are you do you want to talk about how you are how am i yeah i can talk about how i'm i'm um so last time i talked about how i was in a great mental state the mental state did improve then did not improve because I just found out I'm being furloughed which is fun like so many others um welcome thank you I feel like I'm part of a club now there's Um, 33 million of us I will I know I will say on the positive side there have been a lot of people who I haven't talked to in a while who have reached out with support which was nice some people I've caught up with um normal times I would be thinking about this as an opportunity I'm still trying to think about it that way anyway regardless and I think that's the ongoing challenge for everybody at this stage is yeah 
you know, even if ultimately having to make a change is a positive thing, the challenge is the opportunities are less than what they were even a few months ago. So that's the, I think, that's where the unfamiliar scary parts come in. So that's how I am. How are you? Um, I'm all right. Uh, I think I'm, you know, really at a stage right now where I'm just kind of going along and there's ups and downs. But right now, this week, it's been pretty status quo. Um, I'm taking the opportunity to try and not feel like I have to do something. So if I want to read Demi Moore's memoir in a day, I can do that. I recommend it also. I think that's yeah. fair. Um, I, th- I think it's good that we read things that are not um, preteen novels. Yes. I think that's good yeah. for us. Um, and, you know, trying to feel like I'm proactively doing things in the what is my life going to be? Where am I going to have a job? Job hunt, job search, whatever you want to call it. Um, but not feeling bad if I don't do more than send out one resume or. Which I think is fair. Yeah. And I think that's what you should be doing. Um, all right. Let's talk about the book. The book. Question one. So. Rate the book. I'm giving this a solid Claudia's Totally. Hats. Loved it. I loved this loved book. It. All in. I got really aggressive no. about it. No. You got excited. I did. I got very excited. It was the first book that I felt wasn't just trying to explain to us all the different personalities of the babysitters. Mm-hmm. And well, yes, it was a deep dive into Stacy before she moved to Stony Brook. I think you got to see personality traits of all of them through how they dealt with this big problem of a rival babysitter's agency. Yes, I agree. Um, I am very interested to see... Then my bottle of wine hit the mic. I'm sorry. Um, I'm very interested to see the next. I guess we only have one on the original founders. We only have one more voice to get to, Marianne, which should Correct. be next book. Yes. Um, I'm really interested to see what that is because one thought I had was, I wonder if Anne M. Martin identifies most with Stacy and that voice is easier for her to have or something. I may be delving maybe. way too deep, but it felt more natural. It maybe she felt like she had the exposition out of the way. This felt a little bit more fully formed, like I think you were saying, like it wasn't here's who the character is. It wasn't here's what the story is. Like it felt mm-hmm. cohesive, it felt smooth, it felt everything was kind of Firing on all cylinders. It was great. Yeah. And and it was one that clearly we as adults also found interesting. And I think it's just that any type of conflict and how people deal with it is no matter no matter how old you are, no matter what you is, you what you can find things that you can relate to in your own life. So 
basically how the book starts out is they're all in Claudia's bedroom. They're all making plans for when, um, what's her name? What's the lady who's pregnant? Jamie's mom. Uh, it's not Dr. Johansson. This is something. It's, hold please. Oh, God. Keep going. Jamie's mom. Newton? Newton? Whatever. Yeah, might be missing. So she's pregnant. Yeah, she's the one that they've been talking about in all the books, that she's pregnant, she's about to pop, whatever. They're talking about what to do when she has the baby. Should they set up special plans? Should they have someone who's on call all the time? And then throughout all of this, Janine runs up all in a tizzy because she finds an ad in the paper. Which I love that Janine is now all in. Like, she's she like, this is, is my in. little sister's club, and I am going to protect this. you this. will not screw with Mrs. it. Mrs. Newton. Um, oh, there we go. Mrs. Newton is about to pop. Boom, baby. That's how it happens. <laughs> um, Janine sees this ad for the babysitter's agency. So not only is it a competitor, within the ad, they are older they are allowed to sit later. Um, they can sit multiple times because they have so many of them. Basically, you just call these ladies and they will get you. Oh, and they have boys. Mm-hmm. They can have boy. They have boy yeah. babysitters. And then they all freak out. Yes. So one of my favorite things, which I think is going to be an ongoing uh, thing that happens through the books and I can't wait, is that... So I know last episode I said that it made me laugh that they were having a meeting out at recess and Christy was like, we have to have a meeting, move it inside. And that like they, <laughs> I think they called like a, at some point in this book, they called like a triple emergency so meeting or they something. literally are having a meeting <laughs> in Claudia's room and they change it. Christy's like, I'm changing it. This is now an emergency meeting. <laughs> they do nothing else except just say, this is now an emergency like, meeting. And I love that. Like, this is going to be my favorite part that, like. How many emergency, emergency meetings they meetings, have? Different locations, like where they have the meetings. It's all very, like, Christy's very concerned about. <laughs> she yeah. is. There's a lot of, like, spy craft yeah. going on. And so they do get the idea to maybe to call the agency. Mm-hmm. And to. And- Christy pretends that her brother needs a babysitter so she that they calls can, like, and she... wheedle information out of them. My favorite part of that, though, is she calls. She says that her name is Candy Kane, and she's going on a date with Winston Churchill. And I loved that, like, I loved that all of the other girls are looking at her like, the hell are you doing? And she's literally <laughs> grasping at things. Um there was something else, too, that she was, like, just making up. Oh, and then because the girls who are the babysitters are older, and so then they're, interest, they're more interested in who this guy is that she's dating. <laughs> and also I liked that um, that we're supposed to know that these girls are not on the up and up because they don't know who Winston Churchill is. <laughs> Yeah, and I think Claudia describes them as having smart mouths, which 
this is in in the second book too when she was describing she didn't use the word hooligans but she used another word that was like old lady talk yeah. and i'm like i enjoy that claudia is the artsy one and yet she is always describing people that are a little rough around the edges in like terms that like a grandma would She's use kind of like um oh my god i'm totally blanking betty white on the golden girls uh rose rose nyland like yeah <laughs> like not quite as naive they have smart, but like you know yeah they have smart mouths so they're irresponsible yeah. i did love those bitches <laughs> or hooligans <laughs> um i did love the description so the two main girls in the babysitter's agency are liz and michelle mm-hmm. like one of the ways that we were supposed to know that they were Bad, bad girls, girls is they chewed gum and said like a lot and and said goodbye didn't say goodbye on the phone said later later <laughs> it was quite something so i enjoyed it was them. so so that that sets the stage for this rivalry that is gonna happen it made me smile because it was just so like it was such a kid problem to have, but at the same time, we're all still there. Yeah. Now, like we all know a Liz. Yes. Well, with a smart mouth. <laughs> so I'm jumping ahead. Should I jump ahead to the end? Because I have a, oh, I have just, an observation on the, wait, the end. End. T- time is a construct, okay. so a storyline does not have to be linear. So, because we all know the Babysitters Club is going to, you know, win out against the Babysitters Agency. But I was still on the edge of my yes. seat the whole yes. time. Like, I know I know they're going to come out ahead. There's like a hundred something other right. bucks. But. <laughs> so the babysitter's agency is vanquished. The babysitter's club has come out on top. And somebody, one of them, Christy or somebody, finds this new ad that Liz and Michelle have put out. Where basically they've started a new business already. Within like 24 within hours. Within like 24 hours. They're basically stylists. Yeah, so they are stylists. So they've set up this business where you pay them and they'll tell you how to wear your hair, makeup, and what clothes to wear. So they're basically stylists. Yes. So in 2020, like Liz and Michelle are pretty much YouTube influencers. This is my... They are. They 100% yeah. would be. Or they'd be like that girl I knew from college that I told you about that's now an aura stylist. Yes. Which... Yes. I'm a little jealous that I did not come up with that first. Is she, I mean, is she doing well? She's been featured in oh, things God. that are, I would read. Anyway. That's the $100 level now on Patreon. I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. But check out that Patreon. We're trying to come up with stuff. So if you have yeah, ideas, let us know. Yeah, there's something that you guys would want um, or think would be a great bonus as a Patreon member. Let us know. We're open to suggestions. We're open to suggestions. We may not take them, but we'll we'll take them. We're open to having the. I don't know where I'm going with that. Yeah, I think the wine's kicking in because I don't know where that went. I was really trying to get to a point. I was trying to politely say we're open to anything except unsolicited dicks. Don't send us those. Should we pause? Oh, or pause. Yeah, let's pause. Let's pause for an ad, (laughs) and then we'll cut back to Secret Diabetes. Let's do it. 
You guys know we love to support our local businesses, so we want to tell everybody about Book and Bottle in St. Pete. Like us, they're also fans of things to read and drinks to sip, and can help with recommendations for either one. They're open again for business, so let them help you find your next read and a great wine to go with it. You can find their hours and details at bookandbottlestpete.com. So we're, we're back. back to talk about secret I'm diabetes. I'm not going to lie. Okay, that's I was going to say. I didn't. I remembered. In the 30 seconds that we were gone, I don't even remember what was happening. So, okay. So here's the, the quick lowdown of the truth about Stacy is, surprise, she has diabetes. She developed diabetes. Again, this is where my knowledge, you can develop it, I believe. It's not like you have it since you're born and Correct. then you suddenly know that you have it. But it went undiagnosed Correct. for a while. She was very ill. They went to doctors. They figured it out. She was managing it. But while she was, yes. I do also think what I thought was very, something that in the 2020 perspective that I didn't really think about until after was that they didn't take her to a medical doctor first. They took her to a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. They thought it, like they were treating, which I think is very now we're starting to be better about like mental health mm-hmm. and whatnot. And I think in the 80s, and I guess they're from New York, so I think you there's a little bit more. I also think the 80s, like especially mid to late 80s, that was the whole like recovered memories were starting to be a thing. Mm, yeah. And like, so I think the psychiatry aspect of that was just starting out where it was a little bit more common that that, that would be your first choice. Yeah. No, that's true. But true. I agree. I'll take that. I'll accept that. New York, that. probably more likely than like Dubuque. So, yeah. So she gets sick. And when she gets sick, she has physical symptoms where she is sleeping over at her best friend Lane's house and she wets the bed and which does sound traumatizing absolutely I mean I would 100% want to move to a different state if I peed on my friend absolutely um unless you're into peeing on your friends then by all means I don't want to judge your kinks sure not your kinks I don't I don't have that kink the way you said that, people might think I you don't. do. So let's just put it out there. Let's also no, maybe not want include you to this in the edit. Um, oh, this this might be included. This is what I get for not studying sound design in college. Um, <laughs> sure. I guess my I was also thinking at like, because she's 12 now. It was last year at 11. Like, I don't know. I guess you're exploring things. Well, I mean... But- are you exploring your peeing on your friend's kink at 11? <laughs> I don't think so. Because I don't, I don't think she was conscious when it right. happened. I would, I'm just saying for the adult, we need to move on from peeing on your friends. <laughs> Moving on. She also like faints at school. She has a lot of things happening. She has to go into the hospital. And I think what's weird is that it's not weird. It's not weird for her as the 12-year-old because her parents don't want anybody to know. Right. She then thinks, well, there must be something wrong with this, so I'm not going to tell anybody. It also... And it isn't until she moves to Stony Brook and she's just had enough of it, which she does say, like, I've had enough of this. I don't agree with my parents. 
that she then chooses to tell her new friend. Yes. And I think there's a lot of stuff, which I do think is what I like about this series as a whole. There's a lot of stuff that is treated in a very adult way that is a little surprising to me, but that I like. Like, it's... She says, so she's an only child, and she says that she went from having a ton of freedom to do what she wanted and play where she wanted, when she wanted, whatever, to now she's sick, and her parents basically lock that shit down because they're afraid she's going to die and they won't have any other children left, which... Right, because because her mom found out she can't have other kids. But, yes, so but absolutely yeah, sympathize. She doesn't have any freedom anymore because she peed the bed and she might but die. But, like, right. And, but it's interesting that in a, a book for children, the author is like, yeah, your parents are going to be afraid that you might die. I mean, as an only child, I often think about that, even as an adult. Yeah. Like, not. I also don't think... If you lose any child, it's any less devastating, even if you have another. Yeah, it, yes. But yes, I see your it's point. It's not like she you brings have up two death. kids and you're like, meh, one could go. Yeah. It's fine, I got another. Yeah. She, does bring up, she does bring up death. I do also like in that story arc, she talks about how this is what her parents did, but this is how she, as a 12-year-old who is starting to grow up and starting to form her own opinions thinks about how her parents are handling the situation. Yeah, it's very, like, my parents are nuts. In that way of, like, all 12-year-olds... Like, they're going overboard. Yeah, all 12-year-olds think my parents are nuts in some way, but when you read it as an adult, you're like, "Mm, yeah, your parents were going a little nutty. Like, or even... Oh, no, you're right. Your parents should not be pulling you from one doctor to another to another. Especially the quack. Yeah, who she thought was a faith healer. He was a holistic healer, but she thought was a faith healer. Which also brings me to something I forgot to mention in previous episodes that I love. Um, Dr. Johansson is one of the moms that they babysit for. And I love, love, love the fact that the mom is the doctor, and she is referred to as Dr. Johansson throughout Like, that's whenever they talk about her, they refer to her as Dr. Johansson. It's Dr. and Mr. Johansson. Like, that's what they call them. Yes. Nothing is ever said that it's weird that the mom is the doctor as opposed to the dad. It's another thing that I really like about the books is how normalized they make, or she, the author, makes things that may not have seemed normal to everybody that was reading them. Yeah, it's subtle female empowerment, which I think is fantastic, which I think we even need now. So thank you, Anna Martin, for dispelling patriarchal myths one brick at a time. Smash that patriarchy one Dr. Johansson at a time. Part of this, too, that we haven't talked about is that not only are they taking her to a faith healer. In New York City. Holistic in New York City. They're taking her out of school for three days. They're going to be gone for a total of five days. They're going to a doctor, a new doctor that they haven't told her previous doctor that they're going to. And they're going to do like five days and of tests. So she comes up with the idea that 
when they go to New York, she is going to basically book herself another appointment with another doctor and tell her parents, I've been doing research. This guy is the best. And she's going to base that on recommendations that Dr. Johansson has. And what I also enjoy when she goes and talks to Dr. Johansson about this, her one stipulation is that he has a lot of diplomas. She also doesn't say he. She says actually says he or yeah. she. But that the doctor needs a lot of diplomas and has to look very Because impressive. she knows what her parents are going to respond to. This is not a stupid is, girl. She is not a stupid girl. No, it's not at all. And all of this is going on against the backdrop of the babysitter's agency, which she is fired up about. So fired up about it. Nell's going to pour her wine. Do you have to leave to go get it? I do because it's in the fridge because it's white. That? Oh, because it's white. Yeah. I've just been, I've been real classy and just kept the bottle of wine next to me. I don't me. have a nice bucket. Okay, so we're going to take another wee break. Not like a wee break, like and a wee break. Like a wee, like a tiny break, not a pee-pee yeah. break. If I was going to take a pee-pee break, I'd say that. Hold, please. Go take your wee break. If you got halfway through this podcast and your brain is melting from the mindless chatter, Fear not, there is an antidote. It's called art. Luckily, many museums now can be experienced from the comfort of your own couch. One of our favorites is the Museum of Fine Arts in St. Pete, which is using their social channels to show off their collections. Find them at MFA St. Pete. And let's support the arts while not getting the Rona. And we're back from the wee break. Not the pee break, the wee, the wee break. break. Um... So, yeah, so babysitter's we were talking agency about, and fired up. Yeah, she is fired up about it. What I also like about this part mm. is, in the first two books, we established that Stacy and Claudia are best friends and Christy and Marianne are best friends. Yes. But in this scenario, because Stacy is so passionate about the Babysitter's Club because they are her friends, like she feels it deep in her soul, um, that these girl, all four of them are her best friends three of them there's only four of them like she even makes the distinction of she sits with these people at lunch but including dorian wallingford who she calls including dorian wallingford but christy and marianne along with claudia are her ride or die well because then she moved to stony brook had a month or so of oh my god i'm never gonna fit in met these people and is like these are my people and I am right. not letting the letting them go. And if the babysitters club disappears, my friends are disappearing. So that is all. That is a long way of saying in this book, Stacy and Christy are like they have each They're other's the new backs. Power They're the new power couple. Claudia and Marianne are like y'all are going too far. With like. To- which they, to a degree, that, that and is I true. Think, because Christy, some of Christy's ideas of how to deal with this we'll is do like, housework. let's do housework. What is wrong with no. you, girl? And I think, too, like Stacy even says, which is, I do like being able to, like the different point of views, I do like being able to kind of see inside their minds a little bit, where she basically is yeah. like, I think this is not a great idea, but I'm going to stick with it because I don't want this club to go away. I don't want this club to go away. And so I'm with Christy. This is she literally says this is war mm-hmm. to Christy on the phone. Who I think Christy was even a little right, like Ooh, 
girl. <laughs> Christy was like, really, no, no, girl? It's fine. Did your twelve, did your twelve year old self like? The I book? think so. I mean, I think currently yeah, loved I it. So I think, yeah, I think I would have liked it. I think I would have felt in my soul the. I think I talk a lot about feeling in my soul in these episodes. Sorry, people. Um, it's okay. I sniff a lot. So uh, I think I would have responded really well to the older girls versus younger girls versus who you are now because like I think you were saying earlier too that kind of never goes away like it doesn't matter if you're 12 and a 13 year old or a 14 year old or a 15 year old or however old they were because they weren't actually that old but like um yes 12 year old me would have I think really liked the book I think would have responded to a lot in it I think there's that that feeling of inadequacy yeah in a lot of things but then being able to overcome it because I think that's like that's so central to being a kid is when you know that you're right and no one else believes you because you're a kid and so and with them it's not even that they're right it's that they know that they are their quality of their babysitting and the steps that they take is better. Right. And it's not just that they're right in the situation. It's that they know their skills are superior. I think every, a lot of people, white men not included, sorry, white men, are often get that metaphorical pat on the head because of they're short, they're a woman, they're a minority, they're, you know, like whatever yeah. oh, that yeah. is. And so that, that feeling of, I have that feeling of, look at my PowerPoint motherfuckers is relatable it's, it's valid. to other people. No matter how old you are. Right. And in this situation, what with them keeps coming out is, um, the babysitter's agency has subpar quality they're just not there's not the same care that they put into it they give you a very blatant example of when they're all walking down the street together one day and it's now december and jamie the kid that they babysit for that's um the brother soon to be brother of the mom who's gonna have the baby mrs newton they find him outside in the snow no hat no gloves small jacket i can't remember i think he's wearing like a light no, jacket yeah, near, near the side of the road like in that strip of lawn that's between the sidewalk and the road and he's just sitting there playing and they're like what the hell are you doing here and he's like eh, my babysitter told me to go outside so i just went outside and at this point the newborn is there and they're like where's your sister and she's like she's upstairs where's the babysitter she's on the phone probably smoking a cigarette because because they yeah in another i don't know there was their house or charlotte's house i think it was I their think it house was in jamie's house because one of the things they do when they're so one of the things that really sets up this rivalry is they all go over to christney's house when jamie's there because mrs thomas thomas has to go back to work because she didn't get anything done because <laughs> jamie was there and he's Fair. feeling a little down yes. 
he's upset because the baby's coming or they think that's why he's upset. So they throw him a big brother party mm-hmm. impromptu. Mm-hmm. They call up Marianne and Claudia. They bring stuff over. They call up other neighborhood the kids Pikes. like Charlotte. Oof. The Pikes. Thought like come into this story later. Um, and they throw him this impromptu party and weirdly one of the things that stood out to me about the party the egg races back to Chris no back to Christy being like a 50 year old already (laughs) is they're making all of this food and they all have these crafts and all the kids are in the rec room which I'm still obsessed with the rec room because there were days when you had a rec room Jesus Christ I'm in a 70 70 no my apartment's 725 square feet thank you very much not a tiny house (laughs) yet it's not a tiny house yet um, so they're in the rec room and Christy's like, I've got the snacks. I'm putting them down. In 20 minutes, you take them away because it will ruin their dinner. Yes. And it's like, okay. Like, you're in. Yes. I, my takeaway from that was that, but then also was the, I was on board with everything up to when she was like, we can have egg races, you know, like on a spoon. And in my head, I was like. Wait, you're just going to waste perfectly good eggs? Those are not your eggs to waste. Yeah, but I think that's what people... I mean, when I was a kid and we had, like, field day, that was a thing. Well, yeah, but somebody knew that you were going to be using those eggs. You didn't just go into your mom's kitchen and were like, today, I'm going to throw an impromptu party and use up all our eggs. That's true. We also lived... I lived in rural areas, so eggs were abound. A plenty abound they're both it's fine they were there there were lots of eggs um so within that Mm -hmm. charlotte is a little standoffish because we learn earlier in the book that charlotte's being bullied because she's really smart and kids are dicks um but then jamie gets upset and runs off and stacy goes with him and she thinks it's because He's jealous that the new baby is coming, but he reveals that he's actually upset because his mom, he overheard his mom talking to the babysitter's agency and that Christy can't babysit for them anymore because she's not old enough to watch a newborn and Christy's his favorite babysitter. So Stacy, because she is a pro, Mm -hmm. she keeps that together, keeps it all together comforts that baby child he goes away and then she tells her her friends and this is when the war well and then there's a second similar thing with charlotte who's the smart kid Mm -hmm. and i can't remember who was that stacy as well now all of this was stacy because he, she also at one point goes over to the Newton's house after the baby is born for an afternoon babysitting gig when Mrs. Newton needs to take the baby, the newborn, whose name is Lucy, which is Super an adorable cute. name, to the pediatrician. And then Jamie also reveals then that he doesn't like the new babysitters and he's being very standoffish with her and thinks she's just going to watch TV because the new babysitters, that's all they do is watch TV. Yep. Or talk on the phone, and he shows her the a cigarette, cigarette burn. burn mark <laughs> in the couch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she's like, oh, snap. Yeah. 
what is going on with this and then agency. charlotte it's the whole thing with charlotte and she gets the same thing of where charlotte is upset because basically because her babysitters suck and and, and then her and babysitter's she, and, younger sister is in her class and she told her the only reason that the babysitters like her is because they get paid and it's like a whole thing but it's a whole thing. And so I actually think that Stacey handles that really well. Yes. And because she does tell she does tell Charlotte that yes, I do get paid to babysit you, but I like you. I I invited you to the Big Brother party not because I was getting paid, yeah. because I like yeah. you. We are friends, yeah. which it, it does show a lot of maturity on their part that And I think it's like like, when I think back to when I was babysitting, yes, you're doing it, number one, because it's a job, and you want money, and you want to get paid, and whatever. But if there mm -hmm. are kids that you regularly babysit for, and you like them, it does become... You do like the kids, and particularly when you are younger, you're not that far away from still being a kid yourself... Um, but yeah, because these 12-year-olds are more responsible than me. Yes. That's not true. I'm, I'm a planner. I'm a Virgo. I'm a planner. I do lots of plans. The more we read these books, yeah. I am a thousand percent a Christy. And it gives me a little anxiety. Because sure. she is a lot. But I have said before, I am a lot. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I. It's interesting because I was trying to remember who... I felt like I identified with. I think, here's the thing. I think I thought, I think I've always thought that I was a Marianne. Mm, no, girl, you're a Stacy. Yeah, I think I'm a Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out, surprise, <laughs> I think I'm a Stacy. Because I also think that's very indicative of our relationship. Like, we each have our own group of friends that sure. we've had for whatever, and blah, 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 blah. But if I'm going to war with someone, girl, I'm going to war with you. <laughs> so. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Anyone want to hire us as a pair? We work well together. We work together. real we well together. We will burn it down for you. Anyway. Or keep it afloat. What's the most surprising part to you? Uh, I don't know. I don't know that there was right. like a surprising part. Right now, the most surprising part is that I may kill this bottle of wine by myself. But I think that's okay. That's fine. Today. Weirdly, what was surprising to me, again, along the lines of her parents, is that they are, they are so focused on her diabetes and treating that, that they had no concept that Stacy and Lane were not friends anymore. Yes. And then chose to stay at the Lanes when they're in New York. It all ended up fine. Stacy and Lane have reconnected. Yep. It's all good. I can't wait for when she comes to visit Stony Brook and becomes a total right. New York snob about it all. It's going to be amazing. I do also love that the hot goss that Stacy wanted from Lane was what's-her-face wearing a bra. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Had she moved from training bra to <laughs> actual bra? Which, is that a thing anymore? I don't know. Also, it wasn't really for me because it was like I woke up one day and had tits. I mean, like I've had the same boobs in sixth grade. I distinctly remember overhearing some boys going, Stephanie's not fat. She just has big boobs. And that was devastating to me. As an adult, I'd be like, fuck yeah, Stephanie's got big 
big Check boobs and she's not fat, please give me that compliment. But in sixth grade, that was traumatizing. Sure. I know sites. No, I don't know sites on the internet. I was going to say I know sites on the internet where you can get that compliment. I actually don't know those sites on the internet, but I imagine they well, exist. I mean, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. I'm sure um, they do. I was just going to point out that as because they go they do when they go to new york for all the testing with the faith healer doctor um Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. stacy's like who are we staying with aunt so-and-so uncle so-and-so whatever the cousins whoever and they're like we're staying with the cummingses which i was like as an author yeah that wasn't a good it wasn't a good name like cummings is fine but like then you're going coming once you type that out or write it out shouldn't you be like Lay Ooh, no lay needs a new yeah, last name find a replace <laughs> find a replace um but we're staying at the morgan's turns <laughs> yes in my mind we're going to lane's bat mitzvah we're getting a platter from Cat's Deli. Mm. Oh, God. That's my favorite deli in New York. Right and no now. one's going to tell me any way other than that. Okay. You can go to Zabar, Z- Z- Zabar's. I can't say it right now. I'm tipsy. Fuck you. Cat's is where it's at. I, that was very aggressive about pastrami. I would like a Reuben right now. It is fun to say. <laughs> Stephanie, what was the most expected part of the book for you? The most expected part of the book to me was actually that at the end of the day, the Babysitter's Club won out over the Babysitter's Club agency. Yeah. That said, mm-hmm. I was there the whole time. Yes, you knew it was going to happen. I knew what was, but I was there. It was a page turner. Like, so when I read the book, I started reading the book on like a Saturday morning or something. And I was <laughs> texting you random shit about it. Um, and then I got distracted by life and I think I was like 60 pages in and other things happen. But as other things were happening, I was like, I really want to know how what happened down. to the babysitter's yeah. club. I really want to know how it ended. And then when I sat down to read it again to finish it, I'm like, I know where this is ending up. But like, I am... I am totally intrigued on how we're getting there. I thought the writing was good. The pacing was good. So, like, the expect the expected part ended up being the best part of the book for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I actually, I agree. I think the, the whole secret diabetes storyline was expected, but actually unexpected. Like, I, I don't think I thought Stacy was going to, question going to a faith healer like that was a little surprising so i would agree i think the expected part is obviously the babysitter's club is going to win out over the babysitter's agency but how does that happen what are the the, you know the how made it interesting yeah Yeah. the how definitely made it interesting i Do you think this one, unlike last book, I do think this book holds up in 2020? I 100% think this one holds up because I think there are so many themes around, you know, how adult, how children relate to adult situations or how they relate to what adults put on them. That's never going to change. Like, that's never going to manifest itself. 
you're always going to feel inadequate as a child, even if you have the correct answer. And I think it's still, I think a lot of the themes between the, the as, it's kind of sad, but I think the dynamics between young girls and how, when they think that they are up against cooler, older girls translates to women as adults and how we relate to other women and how we feel about that. Like, I think one of the things that stood out to me was Stacy calls out that state that Christy cried and Christy doesn't cry. Yeah. And I think that is, I think that is something that even in 2020, like <laughs> to show that you're strong you're not supposed to cry. Yeah. And and I also Christy think Christy is arguably like the mo- the strongest one at the group. And that so I think, I think is to the show that vulnerability, like, yeah, that's her I think to show that vulnerability is great because for someone like me who we've talked about how I identify with Christy, even though you're a lot doesn't mean you don't have those vulnerable moments. Yes. And that to me still translates. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. Um, so, yeah, shall we wildly speculate? Yeah, I was about... just trying to look up the next title. The next book is Marianne Saves the Day. Oh. What do we think that is about? Okay, so here's where my let's remember back to three hours ago speculation comes in. Um, so remember when the babysitter's agency um, advertised that they had a boy babysitter? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's Logan. Well, this is the other thing. Like, okay. And this is just me remembering things from me yeah. re- reading yeah. the books. I remember that Marianne is kind of the nerdy one. Mm-hmm. But I also remember there's like a lot of books coming up that like Marianne has like a lot of dudes after her. Yeah. So Which... one thing I remember is that... <laughs> Marianne is definitely kind of the most uh, protected, the most cloistered, the the one who is the most like she's got the curfew. She her father makes her wear pigtails, like braids, you know, all that. She's the first one to get like a real boyfriend, and that's right, Logan. Everyone... Yes, because everyone up until this point is just going to the dance with Pete and Alan, and yes. What the fuck's his name? Sanborn. Trevor. I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah. So I think Logan is, uh, they um, poach him from the babysitter's agency because he's a boy. Okay. And so I think they, like, they pull him into their, into their clutches. Um, and I feel like this might be remembering the book, so this might be cheating, but I feel like some child is sick or something <laughs> and only Marianne yes. knows how to save them. Now, in my Let's head, see. maybe it's like a Pulp Fiction adrenaline shot to the heart because that's like more... a child takes too much heroin mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> or like a like... bee sting and it's epinephrine. <laughs> oh, I was thinking like, oh, they found their parents cocaine in the side of the bed. Drug running. Because that's 
that's what we do in the 80s is cocaine. <laughs> We're I, not I, I, That's solid. Yet. No. No. That's I 90s. think cocaine's more fun than opiates anyway. <laughs> I think. And now this podcast has moved into drug reviews. <laughs> what do you like best? Cocaine? Opiates? I haven't sampled everything, so I actually am not a good... We can... Um, I can't tell you. We can... Anyway. Anyone who wants so this to is, write in and tell this us. This is what I... Is that the question of the week? What's your favorite What's drug? better? No, that's not a that's good not question. That's not a good question of the week. Um, okay, so this is what I think is happening. I think there's going to be... Because up until this point, everything has been rosy with these four girls, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. They have been together. They are starting wars. They are winning battles. They're going to get into a fight because that's what happens. Because, yeah, girl, like, yep. girls, no matter how old you are, at some point something happens, you get in a fight. I would argue people. Boys, too. People. That is true. Boys they get in fights. Punch each other. That's true. Okay. So there's going to be. Oh, the popo are here. For you? Yeah, because I said go. <laughs> um, so. They get in some sort of fight. Okay. I do agree that how Marianne saves day is like some kid, something bad happens to some kid. Obviously. Ooh, she knows how to Jamie. save it. Jamie feels I like a delicate child. I'm really attached to Jamie at this point. I, so yeah. I just, I also know at some point coming up in these books, death is going to happen and I'm not ready for it. I don't remember I'm death. not ready for it. Remember death? I mean, like, I I know death. We're on a intimate, like relationship, but I don't I don't remember death in the books. So I'm gonna be surprised when that happens. Don't tell me. Don't. I spoil do. It. I remember. I won't tell you, but I remember various creatures, people dying. Um, but in this book, there is a fight. That things go awry. It looks like it is the end of the Babysitters Club. Ooh. But because Marianne. There is a kid mm-hmm. that needs help. Mm-hmm. She rallies the troops. Mm-hmm. She gets everyone back on the same page. Yep. And she saves the club. Yeah. That's what I I'm with happens. it. I'm with it. I like it. I like it. That is what I think. I think that's a solid, solid um, option. Um, I'm going to offer I'm... a mm-hmm. third option. Go for just it. for the shits and just for the giggles. I'm also going to say that uh, the pods where we drink the wine, I get drunker. What's your third option? My third option is that Mr. McGill has left the IRA gun running business, clearly, <laughs> to move to Stony Brook. We know this. Do you? Ne- but- I don't think he needs to leave it for real. Has the IRA gun running left him? Uh, uh, uh. Never. So even though he is trying to remove him from himself from that situation, they're creeping into Stony Brook, Mm -hmm. causing trouble, starting issues, and Marianne 
is the one who comes in to save the day. She brokers a deal with the IRA? Um, I mean, maybe she just calls the Stony Brook police. I want to pretend she brokers a deal with the IRA. Can I ask a practical question about the real world 2020? Yeah, sure. So Brexit's happening, right? Oh, Brexit has happened. We were there when it happened. We were there when it happened. Right, right, right. Have we, like, figured out the Ireland thing as a world? Uh, define the Ireland thing. Like, the border. <laughs> oh, there is one. <laughs> like, like, well, are there stops? Are there checkpoints? Oh, I, I don't know that. I don't know the logistics of how we go from Northern Ireland, which is part of the UK, into Republic of, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is part of Mm -hmm. the European Union. I don't know that we figured that out quite yet. I'm sure somebody's on it. Are they? No, they're not. (laughs) Um, Okay. Cool. I'll I'll look that up. Look that up. Um, We'll have an answer for everyone next week. Unless you know the answer, then please let us know. You can email us at boozysittersclub at gmail.com. You can contact us on Instagram at boozysittersclub. You can um, tell us on Twitter at boozysitters, because Twitter has a character count limit. And (laughs) we're clearly very invested in what happens in the Republic of... Um, I also want to add, again, rate us, subscribe, review. It helps us. Tell your friends and family. So good. Um, Even if you're like, these two crazy ladies are talking about stuff. It's weird. Stuff. Please listen. It's super weird. Um, I also... Put it on play and walk away. That's fine. I don't... You don't actually have to listen to us. Just let it play so that we get the let stats. it go let it go so yeah so that's the pod register to vote because i'm afraid so i'd like you to register to vote and exercise your right and and we'll talk to you about marianne and how she saves the day marianne's yeah. gonna save the day it's gonna be amazing we're gonna have thoughts about it you might have thoughts about it if you have thoughts about it um, and you want to tell us what you think it's going to be, email us again, tweet us, DM us, do all the things. And all the things. Um, we and also have a Patreon page. Go to the Patreon page if you feel so inclined. Support us. If you feel so inclined to support other independent media, please do that. True. But we'd like it to be us. We'd cause... love it to be us. Because we're awesome. We're so good. Also unemployed. So... You know, awesome and unemployed. That's going to be our next sticker. Um, Yeah, so that's our podcast for this week. And we will talk to you later. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Launcha. Let's go. Woo. Bye, Bye, guys. guys.